Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, good morning, Russell. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the start of a new week. We thank you for the start of a new day. We thank you for making a new start in many areas of our life today, Lord. There are many new things that you teach us. Today is the first day of the rest of our life. Today marks a new beginning. And your word you say as well, Isaiah 43, see, I am doing a new thing. Today is a day of new revelation. Where you uncover some mysteries that you lay bare before us, Father. From your word, from your ways. Where you reveal a little more of yourself to you. That we come closer to you in our relationship, we get to know you more. We thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you that we are in your presence. That you call each of us by name to be with you. And here we are. To come to draw from you and drink from you again. To fill of your presence, your revelation, your wisdom, and you open up our understanding to it. To fill us with your light. And you bid us walk in that light, to walk with you. So that we shall not fulfill any lusts of the ways of darkness. You call us to obedience, Lord. And we thank you. That though we initially don't understand it. But yet because we obey. You are willing to honor. And you are willing to pour out your favor on us. You look upon us with eyes of mercy. For all the times we make mistakes, your love for us is unchangeable. We thank you, Lord. We enter your gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. We enter your courts with praise, with love. To glorify you, to see your name glorified in everything, more so in our lives, Lord. We come into the Holy of Holies by the precious blood of Jesus. As we repent for our sins, washed free from our stain, aligning with your will and your ways, we present ourselves to you, Lord, in that secret place. To commune with you, to be one with you in spirit. So that when we are joined with you there, you pour more of your presence into us. That helps us get along with the rest of our day, with all our challenges, with joy in our hearts. Knowing that you go with us and before us to flatten that ground. Every high hill laid low and flattened. Every valley filled up and brought up. Every gate that is shut be opened. And every iron bar cut in sunder. That the plans that you have for us, the destiny that you have ordained for us before you breathe life into us. You ensure that that is fulfilled. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts. Every time we are with you. We share the same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you. With all those that do not want to know you. That have turned away from you.
Or we share it with all those, Lord, that we lift up in our place of prayer today at our altar and with all those that have no one to pray for them. As we offer our faith to stand in that gap. In lifting all of these up, Lord, in our prayer, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the great I am, the one who is our goodness, our fortress, our high strong tower, our deliverer, our shield, who has covered our head in the day of battle, the one to whom we can run to in times of trouble. He is our refuge and our portion in the land of the living, the God of overflow, the God of miracles, the Holy One of Israel, who only does wondrous things. And he has loved us with an everlasting love. He guides us with his eye. He is the God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet for our sake. We thank you, Lord. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who is the way, the truth and the life. One through whom we have salvation. Our rock, our refuge, the cornerstone of our Christian experience the author and the finisher of our faith and our destiny. He is our wonderful counsellor, our prince of peace, the rider on the white horse who leads us in that day of battle, the one who was, who is and who is to come, in whom are hidden all treasures of knowledge, given to us as our daily bread, given to us as our fortification the express will of the Father for us. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of the Living God, the Hand of the Creator, the Spirit of Victory, the Spirit of Life and life, Light and Truth, the Spirit of Revelation, the Father of all spirits, the all-powerful force in the universe, now tabernacled within us, the greatest power in the universe, living within us, gives life to our mortal body and lifts us up and has placed us, has seated us in heavenly realms with Christ Jesus, high above all principalities and power with that strong force, the strongest of all within us. If only we understand our authority and our position, and who we are. And that is his job, that he works on us all the days of our life. We thank you, Father, that you are so invested in us, that you gave your word and your spirit, and you do not hold back. You are ever willing to bankrupt heaven for our sake. You gave your most prized position to be sacrificed for us and didn't think twice. We thank you, Father, that such is your love for us, as mentioned in John 3.16. And you do not hold back. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of your word through which you grow us in the spirit. You pour out your revelation. <clears throat> you open up our understanding. You fight our battles. And you show us how to warfare in the spirit. It is your will and your plan that we should walk in abundance and we should stand in dominion over the earth realm. We thank you, Lord, that you shall not stop short of it, 
that you shall bring us into your kingdom and you give us the free gift of eternal life. Not for our works, just for our faith in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family by that blood covenant. So that this covenant speaks for us. Wonderful things. Not just vengeance. Every time the finger of the accuser is raised against us. And we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will for each of these lives, Lord. We call the angels of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word. As we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth today. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it, it shall not tarry, but it shall achieve it when I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life. Thank you, Jesus. We often pray. Today, I would like to reflect on prayer. And we often pray when faced with danger or with challenges or tests. That's our common tendency. More often than not, when we've exhausted all our human capabilities. Until then, we try and fight our battles ourselves. Not before that. But in many instances, it is already too late to pray at this time. We may not escape without damage being done, even if partially. We have let, that is because we have let some moves of the enemy already take shape. The weapon has not only been fashioned against you, but has already been released, been deployed and has hit you. Your prayer in the face of danger is mere damage control in some cases. Most of it actually. So when is the right time to pray then? You pray every day consistently. And at the start of every new project you undertake. It's hard to know when trouble can hit. So how do we pray? We pray in a way that we preempt, we preempt every such weapon before the enemy has a chance to forge it. We've used Habakkuk 2 verses 2 and 3 for giving God a vision of our prayer. But let's look at it from this angle today to understand what is the right time to make a prayer. It says, write down the revelation. That's Habakkuk 2 verses 2 and 3. Write down the revelation 
and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits for an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and it will not delay. So write down the revelation and make it plain means you use the revelation that you received from the word of God. You apply it in your prayer and you speak it so that you're praying the word back to God with understanding. That's why we pray. I confess boldly as well. You must understand what you pray for. Without revelation, that prayer is useless. They are mere words that will fall to the ground. The kingdom of God works on the basis of revelation. That is his currency for achieving anything. And revelation is what is referenced in light. Every time he speaks of light. You speak with revelation, not just plain mere chanting without understanding. Why? Because Hebrews 1 verse 3 says, He upholds all things by the word of his power. He upholds all things by the word of his power. And the next part now is important. It says, the herald will run with it. And the revelation awaits an appointed time. It can go and await its appointed time. It can go in the future and wait till the time for which you have sent it. Now, what is that appointed time? Let's use a current example as we're talking about the weapon fashioned against you to better understand. The weapon being fashioned against you will be set up for an appointed time as planned by spiritual wickedness in the realm of the spirit. They will always plan it for an appointed time to send. So when they start fashioning it, that is when the appointed time gets triggered and the word that you sent can go and wait there till it gets triggered and intercept this weapon being formed and it can stop it. Now it is just being formed, not yet being released, but has already been intercepted. And so it will not prosper. And this is exactly why Daniel's prayers were a threat to the other ministers who sought to destroy the Jews. Every time they tried to conjure something and come up with some such weapon of attack, Daniel's prayers were intercepting them. That's the main reason why they sought to stop his prayer. Otherwise, why would anybody even bother what someone prays in their personal prayer life? Do we care what our neighbor prays about? And yet they were concerned at stopping Daniel's prayer. It seems to suggest some spiritual warfare going on there. In the book of Daniel... Likewise, the book of Ephesians, these two books are on spiritual warfare. So if we are looking to meditate further on that subject, it's worth reading these two books. Daniel's prayers were a threat to them 
to their schemes. The weapons that they were seeking to forge were keeping on getting aborted time and again. So they sought to shut him down and said, let's get the king to pass an ordinance that if anyone prays to anyone else other than the king, then they should be thrown into a den of lions. Are you seeing how the prayer of one man can be a threat without him actually fighting them physically? And so they wanted to stop it. They wanted to stop him so that they could pull down his spiritual fortification that was there in place because of the prayer and then at the appointed time attack the Jews. That plan kept on failing. And this is a mystery of spiritual warfare that we can use in our prayers to preempt anything or to forecast outcomes of problems or challenges that you have not even seen, you do not even know could come. But when you have spoken about it, you have spoken against it, then your word can go there and wait for you. You can forecast outcomes also through words of prophecy. It's not just only warfare. And this is powerful. This is the very principle behind us speaking Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 every single day. Heralding the power in those words. So that the herald can take what you have written down, the revelation that you have made plain when you speak the word, run with it and go and take it and wait there for you till that appointed time. We must understand this. Then you know the weight that your words carry. Then you know how to speak strategically with spiritual intelligence. We don't just go about chanting randomly something that's written in a book. You go with a plan. Every word that you speak is a plan. When that happens and you are praying over yourself, over your family, over your prayer group, when you are praying over anyone else, now you become the strategy of God there. When you understand this, then you can now command your morning, you can command your night, you can command protection over your family, you can prophesy success in career and business. You can engage in spiritual warfare to secure your boundaries to secure anything that is connected with you. And more importantly, you can cause the plans of the enemy to be aborted. Now when you say, no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. I am above and never below. And you use your scriptures from I confess boldly or any other scripture that the law puts on, uh, the, the, that God puts from his law on your heart. And you use those and you confess it every day. You wear them as fortification, as armor. All along. And not just seeking to lift it up and wear it when trouble strikes. Now, if you are wearing that armor and if trouble does strike, 
then you have forced it to rebound because of what stands in between you and that trouble. And what stands there is your word. That becomes your armor. Your spoken, faith-filled word that carries the power of life and not death. It must prevail. So we don't just use prayer as a bandage for our wounds. That's too late. We use it at the start before attacks can even be planned. What does God do on his part? Like he revealed to Elisha the plans that the king made in his bedchamber, the king of Syria. The Holy Spirit reveals to you moves of the enemy and also guides you on your next moves. You use it as your constant state of preparedness every single day. You let those words erect your hedge of protection around you. You keep releasing your words into the future until the circumstances, the pretensions, the proud thoughts, the arguments, the weapons. Now I'm touching on what we've reflected on the last two days. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 6. All of those kind of thoughts, pretensions, circumstances are brought into subjection. And the outcome looks like what you said it will be. And until it turns out the way you said it will be, you keep speaking your word into that situation. If we understand that, we understand the power in our word, now your prayer becomes powerful. You are able to change the course of things that would have otherwise happened, knowing how to change the course this time. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that edification in our spirit, that understanding, Lord, that we pray with that understanding, open up our hearts to your wisdom, that we pray with spiritual intelligence. We don't just take each day as it comes and then whatever comes with it, we shall face it. But we speak into what we are going to see in each day so that we pre-program it and do not let any programming of the enemy take over. This is the day the Lord has made. And his word says he loads me daily with benefits. So I shall be the head and not the tail. Everything works in my favor today. I enjoy the favor of God and the favor of men. I enjoy the works of my destiny helpers that help me. We speak. and We keep on speaking. I ask Lord for that edification in our spirit today. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray for all families that are embattled, facing division and separation. We pray, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance, poverty. Schemes of the enemy, weapons fashioned against your people to keep them in subjection, keep them in bondage. We come against them by the blood of Jesus. Let every such scheme and plan of the enemy be thwarted, crushed and nipped in the bud by the blood of Jesus. Let every such yoke and chain be broken now. 
We ask for a release of your grace over each of these lives, Lord. As we pray for our own personal needs, we pray in a special way for those that are close to us in our family and friend circle and not yet saved. We ask for a quickening in them, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shadadala <laughs> <laughs> 
In the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
scripture that was put on my heart this morning is from Isaiah 40, verses 9 to 11. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, fear not, says to the city, cities of Judah. Behold your God. Behold, the Lord comes with might and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Job chapter 38, verses 12 to 14, quoted from the Amplified Bible. And it speaks about God's mighty power. And it is written, Since your days began, have you ever commanded the morning and caused the dawn to know its place? So that light may take hold of the corners of the earth. Light revelation and shake the wickedness out of it the earth is changed like clay into which a seal is pressed and the things of the earth stand out like a multicolored garment amen lord thank you jesus If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's daily reflections, our divine mercy and rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teachings, that has blessed your life and is making transformation in you and around you, please give that transformation as a gift to others. Share the prayer group with them. Invite them to join and pray with others. Place their prayer requests. But at the same time, to grow spiritually, to grow from a position of being vulnerable to being in a stronger position and a closer relationship with God. In a position of advantage. You can share links to Zoom and YouTube with them. If they are not able to join live sessions, you can also point them to the recordings that are available on Zoom, or sorry, on YouTube, on our Spotify podcast page, as well as our Facebook page. And let the mercy and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his jealous love that chases us and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory, boldly carrying his gospel. Be blessed and have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell.